Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship-building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels live hospitality talk show. I do appreciate you guys joining me today and I appreciate the people that jumped with me from LinkedIn over to YouTube because today... Uh, until the, I guess, the foreseeable future, I'll be live here on my YouTube channel, right? On air with Russell of Hotels. So actually, the YouTube channel is Russell of Hotels. Uh, what was the reason for the jump? You know, I'll talk about that a little later. But, um, you know, you, I guess it's just never being satisfied with, with, with anything. I mean, as uh, especially when it comes to the show and stuff like that. And, you know, you can always do better uh, or try to at least – think that you're doing better right so uh and it's okay to try different things it's okay it's okay to do you know kind of market research on your own and that's what I do I try to do my own market research just to make sure you know um you know that I that I that I that I'm um transmitting better that I'm getting more comments I'm getting more engagement and that's what it's all about I'm gonna talk about that a little later but that's basically kind of the reason why I did that. Um, but then Dylan says, thank you so much. See, Dylan, one of, the, one, of, one of the people that made the jump from LinkedIn over here. He says, I still hold out hopes for a viewer with LinkedIn connections to help us remedy your visibility. Yeah, um, yeah, hopefully. And, you know, one thing, Dylan, that you mentioned a couple of days ago was that can you do – uh, like a simulcast, basically, can I uh, transmit or broadcast to both platforms at the same time? Some of them you can. I'm still trying to figure out the LinkedIn. And if I'm able to do it from the platform that I use, which is the eCam, if I'm able to um, to do LinkedIn and YouTube at the same time, um, I'll definitely do that. I'm looking into it now, but I wasn't able to figure it out today. Uh, but I appreciate your comments on that and definitely will. And the good thing about YouTube is that I don't have to look at my phone to see if there's comments coming in. The, the comments now, because of Ecamm, Ecamm uh, communicates better with YouTube, so the comments come right there on the screen. So I can actually see them without having to look over here at my phone. So I can just look like I'm looking now and I can see the comment from Dylan. So there you go. But we're show number 153. We're on air with Russell of hotels, live hospitality talk show. And like I said, it is live here on YouTube and I post, I will post the same video onto LinkedIn as well as uh, Facebook and everything else, Twitter uh, and everywhere else that I, um, you know, every other platform that I'm involved in. So, but I do thank you guys for, you know, for choosing to, to switch over with me, you know, and, and kind of, you know, join me in this journey to discover it, to, to, to discovering if this is going to be a better fit for me or not. But I, 
I don't know if you guys remember, but I did this on YouTube before. It's just been five months, right? So five months ago, I was actually on YouTube. So there you go. And then after this is over, it not only goes on to LinkedIn, but it will go on to uh, my podcast platform. So if you want to listen to it, you don't want to see me. You just want to listen to what I have to say, which is fine. That's 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 cool, too. Um, whatever you wherever you look for your favorite um, podcast, you just find it. Just Google on air with Russell of Hotels, uh, Spotify, Google, whatever. Uh, it, it'll be there. OK, so you, you can't get away from me. OK, so but anyway. Today is March, Tuesday, March 29th, connecting people in collaboration. That's what we always want. We we want people to come on. We want people to be engaged, to make comments, um, because it's all about interaction with me. And, you know, if you have questions and and if I'm even if I'm in a subject that I'm talking about something and somebody if somebody makes a comment, I'm going to make sure I read that comment. And if I don't read the comment, I do apologize. I did do it on purpose. Unless you're saying something crazy, then I'm not going to address that at all. But, you know, we'll just go with the flow. But today is show number 153. I'm a marketing disruptor of the status quo. What does that mean? Well, being, you know, just being on this show is being a marketing disruptor. It's doing something that totally goes against the grain, right? Totally goes against anything that I ever did, right? Uh, up and up until well, I guess three years ago when I started it, right? So I wanted people to know what I did. I wanted people to uh, within the hospitality space to maybe have a voice to come on and talk about you know how they got started in hospitality, uh, to talk about them, talk about their brand, and you know what type of business are they looking for? I mean that's the time when you can come on and and brag about you, brag about your brand and your accomplishments and things like that. And that's, and that's perfectly good, right? That's a good thing, right? This is a good place to come on and do it because guess what? I understand the struggle because I've been there too. The, the hospitality struggle, you know, these streets in hospitality can be rough sometime. And I, and I understand, I understand, you know, just, you know, the, the putting yourself out there and, and trying to be hospitable to everybody. And sometimes people don't take that hospitality kindly, you know, some guest, you know what I mean? Or maybe even some employees or some of your associates, you know, they, they go South on you too sometime, but I understand. Cause I, I, there's probably not a situation that has happened in a hotel that, that I did not experience. Okay. So there you go. When you, when you've been to 14 different hotels uh, over the course of 25 to 30 years, you experience a lot of stuff, right? Even if it wasn't directly my responsibility, being a manager or director or general manager, you got involved somehow, right? You just couldn't just, you know, I was never in a hotel or I was in one that was so large that, you know, it's 1500 employees that, you know, you didn't see everybody. Everybody didn't know you. Right. So that's a little different. So that's the anomaly. But the other hotels, you knew everybody, everybody knew you. If there was issues, you got involved. Right. So, so there you go. So it, with the exception of one hotel, and I was in sales then, uh, that was the Western Bonaventure because it was 1,300 rooms, and they had we had at least 1,500 employees from what I understand. So you didn't see everybody all the time. You didn't even see the managers a lot, right? You saw them once a month because there was a, like this mandatory manager meeting that you had to attend, um, and you saw them then. And you would see people like, were you here the last time? <laughs> Do I know you? And I remember going to one and I knew this guy. He was a manager. It's like, hey, we used to work together before. I didn't even, I had been there like a year. Didn't even know that he'd even worked there. And he didn't know I worked there, obviously. Right. So. But, yeah, that was funny. But anyway, you see how I just just 
you know, get off topic and just just roll with it. But that's what it's all about. That's what a podcast is all about. Right. You got to you got to be real. Keep it real. So anyway, um, where am I? Maybe I should maybe I should do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should click on this and maybe this will help me out. Industry stuff. Now, this used to be industry news, but I say, you know what? It's not necessarily news. It's stuff. It's stuff that you do that. Um, yeah, I talk about the things that are going on in the industry. And it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be something that's national. It can be something local. It can be something sales related. It can be operational related. It can be whatever. So that's why I just said, you know what? I'm not going to put news. I'm just going to put stuff. So that's what I did. So there you go. So let me get to where the industry stuff is. MPI, Meeting Professionals International. Uh, they're hosting a global meetings day, global meetings industry day. And that's April 7th. Is that like next Tuesday or something like that? I don't remember. But um, yeah, April 7th, um, six to nine at two bit circus in downtown LA. So of course these things are in downtown because guess what? I'm in downtown. I mean, I'm in LA. So um, as you can see the, the Hollywood sign in back of me, I forgot to mention, and it's a beautiful day here. I don't know if you guys knew this, but it was raining like crazy yesterday. Today is like 64 degrees and sunny, uh, but it is cool, a little cool, but it's a beautiful day. I mean, opposed to, to yesterday compared to yesterday, it was raining from about, uh, I'll say seven thirty to about mm, two o'clock and then broke up a little bit, but then it was on and off all night. But, um, but yeah, so today is a beautiful day. And I say, you know what, let me show the, the beautiful mountains or the hills of the Hollywood Hills. Okay. And that's where the Hollywood sign is. And then Dylan says with 1300 rooms, the manager you must identify with must be a department head. He was he a department head. He was an assistant. He was an assistant um, director of housekeeping. Yeah, he was an assistant director of housekeeping at that time or or assistant director rooms. One of the two. Right. But I was in sales. And like I said, you would you would go to these meetings, you would see these people and they're like, what the heck? I know you worked here. So it was uh, it, it was comical because, like I said, every Every month we would have this meeting and every month I would see somebody different that like, did you, you work here? Were you here at the last one? Yeah, I was here at the last one, you know, but it, it'd be like a hundred managers, you know, at least. And, you know, everybody's eating and drinking and having a good time. And, and I remember we had an outing on a, um, it was a Marina, Marina Del Rey. It was on one of those yachts. Right. And so some people are up on the top deck, some people in the bottom deck. Uh, and you didn't see everybody like, weren't you on the boat? Like, yeah, I was there. Where were you? You know, but you didn't see everybody, right? So it was just, it just wild. It was just wild, just the, just the experiences, just the, the kind of because I forgot all about that, right? How big the Bonaventure was, and you know the people that you know. Sometimes you saw them, sometimes you didn't. So, but anyway, but thank you again, Dylan, for that walk down memory lane, back down memory lane. <clears throat> so anyway, MPI is hosting. A Global Meetings Industry Day, April 7th, 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, at the 2-Bit Circus in downtown L.A. Now, the 2-Bit Circus, I've been there before. It's kind of like if you want to say, let's see, I want to say it's, it's a lot of video games. Uh, they can be the old school um, arcade games, video games. And then, you know, it's a lot of um, uh, what do you call it? Um, gosh, what do, you, what do you call that? I can't even think of it. The, you know, the technology you put on your eyes and all that VR or whatever. 
I can't even think of what it's called. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about, right? So um, a lot of virtual, yeah, VR, virtual reality games. So it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, you can put on these things and you're like fighting against uh, whatever, you know, fighting against creatures and, 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 and um, things from other, you know, planets and stuff like that. It, it's kind of cool. So it's an adult Chuck E. Cheese. Let's just put it like that. It's an adult Chuck E. Cheese. So that's what... Two bit circuses downtown LA. I've been to it at least once uh, over the years, and it's just kind of cool. So, um, so if you have if if you have nothing to do in your meeting planner or hotelier, um, and um, you're part of MPI, or even if you're not part of MPI, you can still go. Just look at MPI's. Um, it's this, this is the West Coast chapter of MPI or Southern California chapter of MPI. So check it out. And if you're interested it'll tell you what the fees are and all that stuff, what you got to pay to get in. And then I'm going to be at the Hoxton hotel. Hoxton is a, I think it's been, it got renovated. It was something else before, but it was renovated in 2019. I've never been there before. So I got invited to go check that out tomorrow. They're going to be having some type of reception or whatever, maybe like a grand reopening. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but it's downtown LA as well. It's a 174 room hotel built in the 20s, like 1921. I love those those hotels, so I'm definitely going to go check it out. They have two restaurants, a bar, and all these new hotels that are popping up downtown. Always seem, and they're not new; they're they're renovated. Uh, they're maybe the brand the brand is new, but the buildings have been there. But they always have roof rooftop pools, which is always interesting to me on, on a 1920 building, and you got a rooftop pool. So. That's going to be cool to check out, too. So it's the Hoxton, H-O-X-T-O-N. And they are, they are a European brand, if I'm not mistaken. So just check out Hoxton DTLA and um, let me know. So virtually, virtual reality metaverse, yes, you are correct. That's it. So thank you. I Thank you for helping me out on that one. <laughs> I was at a loss there. But, yeah, so that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Hey, did you guys know that there were – Rental car shortages. So my advice would be if you're trying to rent a car, especially here in L.A., you need to make sure you rent that thing early to make sure and get there early um, because sometimes they run out. I had a couple situations, not me, it didn't happen to me, but a couple people told me that, you know, they went through one rental car agency and they ran out of cars before they got there. So there's definitely a shortage of that. So make sure just like if you're, Planning trips for the summer, um, make sure you get your airline ticket early. Make sure you book your hotels early because rates are due to go up. They're not going to stay low, right? They're going to go up. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, go from $200 to $400 here in L.A., but they're going to go up. So just make sure if you're traveling, if you have plans already, like say you want to go to Hollywood, which is right here in back of me, right? Plan ahead of time. Don't just show up to L.A. like, oh, I'm just going to stay here, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. So I would I would advise you to plan early as possible. And then I want to just apologize to. um, It was this event that I was supposed to attend last week that I wasn't able to because one of my kids had a basketball game that they made a turn. They made a tournament. Right. So they made the, the tournament. They made the playoffs. And, it's, of course, it's in tournament fashion, right? So if you win one game, you, you play the next day, right? So they won on Tuesday because the playoffs started on Tuesday. And they went through Friday. They went to the championship game, right? So I wasn't able to attend this. It was called the GPS event. 
and it was um, luxury hotels that were represented there. And it was at the SLS hotel in Beverly Hills. Uh, and I wasn't able to go. Right. So I just want to apologize for not being able to attend to that. I mean, that, it was not my, it, it was not, I was not just going to, I don't, it's not my thing to, to sign up for something and just don't show up. Um, but uh, in this case I signed up for it, but I couldn't go. So I couldn't show up. Right. So, but there was a reason for it. So I do want to apologize for that because I'm getting like emails from people saying, I wasn't able to meet with you, but I want to send you something. So I'm like, okay, well, thank you. And I apologize. I had to apologize to them online too, of course, but I just want to just publicly apologize to the people that planned the GPS event here in LA at the SLS hotel last Thursday. I was not able to make you because you know, when your kid gets into the playoffs, right, you got to be there for him, right? You got to be there to support. So I do apologize for that. And Dylan says, this is all due to the lack of computer chips for the new cars to finalize. Yes, 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 yes. I'm glad you said that. So when I mentioned that um, the shortage of rental cars uh, is due to, you know, they can't, they can't um, restock their cars or replenish or if they're, you know, delinquent on cars, they can't, um, they, they they don't have cars to to put back out there or to purchase because of the, you know, the cars are backed up out in the Pacific Ocean, right? So they're not able to unload them and all that kind of stuff. So, no, thank you so much. Lonnie Wolf, thank you so much for joining. Lonnie Wolf, I appreciate that. Lonnie Wolf says, Lonnie Wolf in the house. So I appreciate you making, you and Dylan making the jump from LinkedIn over here to YouTube. I do appreciate that. I don't. I don't take that stuff lightly, believe me. So um, so back to what I was saying, rental car shortages, so make sure you book you book uh, more um, in advance, right? Don't wait till the last minute, especially here in L.A. or any major city. Do not wait till the last minute to book your rental car, your hotel, or your air, okay? Um, and I have a question for you guys for next week. This is for next week. Okay. I'm going to ask the question today. I'm going to give you time to do some research. And to, uh, next Tuesday, I'll explain or answer the question. So the question for next week is, this is the first time I've done something like this. So pay attention. What is the green book? That's the question. What is the green book? Okay. And this, what, does, what is the significance of the green book? Okay. You don't have to answer that now. I'm not looking for people to answer now, but I'm looking for people to do your research and let me know next week. Same time. OK, and the same time the show comes on. Uh, I just want to know if you guys know what it is. That's it. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Oh, let me jump on here. Now, you guys know I do a little um, sponsorship. So let's listen to the music for a minute. guys know um please note that i do not own the rights to this music i don't own the music i didn't prepare it i didn't write it i'm just playing a little snippet of it okay so thank you to the eagles for doing that for me 
Um, but yeah, so if anyone's interested in like sponsorships and things like that, you can always just email me and I'll give you the email address in the, in the, as we get further in the show and you guys can feel free to, if you have questions about anything, just let me know. I appreciate it. Um, and then Dylan says, did Brandon send you any of his non-meat bake? Yes. How do you know about that? Uh, Dylan, he, he gave you some too. Is he like, I, th- I thought he was only one. He was only giving his stuff to me. So he's giving it to you too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And thank you for <laughs> bringing that up. So, um, Brandon, who is, uh, an investor in, uh, the, um, the Aqua Hotel in Nicaragua, right? Uh, Aqua Resort, Beachfront Resort, the, what I just showed you. Um, now, he works for a company that that they sell non-meat eats, right? You know, the plant-based food, right? So he gave me a sample of this. Um, it was called Bacon bit, Bacon Bits, but it's made with beans. And, you know, okay, I used to eat bacon back in the day before I became non-meat eats. Okay, so let me just throw that out there, right? I wasn't always a plant-based eater, okay? I, I went most of my life, and then for the last... 13, 14 years I've been, well, I was a vegetarian. And for the last three years, almost four years now, uh, I've been a vegan or hundred percent plant-based. Right. So he gave me these things as you know, they're called bacon bits. So I tried them and I eat those things on salad. I mean, it tastes just like bacon bits, but they are made with beans and they have some type of hickory flavor to them, but you could not tell the difference. You could not tell, I don't care who you are. Okay, let me just read what Dylan has to say. say ha ha, no, but I follow Brandon. Okay, so he follows him. Okay, okay, so <laughs> so you need to if you follow him and ask him for some. See if he'll send you some. But I've had them and they are very good. I eat them on salad all the time. In fact, I won't eat a salad here at home without those bacon bits on there because they're so good. So. Uh, but yeah, thank you for bringing that up, and thank you, Brandon, uh, Brandon Gersten. So, but thank you for so much for sending those baking bits. He said he's going to send me more. So, um, but no, they're very good. Oh my god, they don't taste like beans; they taste like bacon, and they're crunchy, just like bacon. Okay, so just just like I remember, and people always say, "Why is it that people that are vegan they always want to try things that that taste like you know the real stuff?" It's because that's we need some association with something, right? So that's it. So I miss bacon. I mean, just like you eat bacon or anyone else eats bacon, I miss it. I just don't eat it. But if it's something that tastes like it and it's still, you know, plant based, then I'm I'm all I'm here for it. So there you go. So people stop hating on us because we don't want to eat meat. You feel free to eat what you want to eat. We feel free to eat what we want to eat. Um, but like I said, it's always an association. You're always going to have like, oh, it tastes like meat or it tastes like hamburger. Okay. Yeah. I go to Monty's burger, uh, Monty's good burger here in, uh, there's one in, in Culver city. Um, and does it taste like hamburger meat or does it taste like a real burger? Yes. I would call it the, the vegan in and out. Okay. So anybody that knows in and out here in Southern California or, well, they're not just in Southern Cal now they're as far as Texas now. So, but, but yeah, we always look for things that we remember eating. So, I mean, I eat a lot of just straight up, you know, I eat a lot of cauliflower, uh, broccoli, things like that, whatever. Um, 
But I mean, that this still tastes like, you know, it did as a kid. Right. But burgers and stuff like that. I eat hot dogs. Now there's some hot dogs that need some work. Okay. I have to say that there's some hot dogs that need some work. Okay. But the burgers, those are spot on the, but the vegan hot dog, the, um, what do you call them? The, um, what do you call it? The beyond meat hot dogs are pretty good. Okay. They're bigger. Uh, they seem to have a little meteor texture to them. Uh, and the flavor is, is, is lit. So I do have to say that. And Lonnie says, my wife has been buying, buying at Prager's black bean, quinoa, veg, veggie burgers. Yes, 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 yes. I've had those as well. Yes. I love those too. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, for people to just join in, I'm about hashtag non meat eats, which means I'm hundred percent plant-based. Some people call it vegan. I don't call it vegan because vegan is a whole lifestyle. I'm not a, that's not my whole life. I don't, you know, my belts still have leather, you know, I'm sorry. I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't made my way from that part, but the eating part, the things I eat are hundred percent plant-based. Okay. So I, that's why I say I cannot be a vegan because I don't have a whole vegan lifestyle. So that's why I use non-meat eats or I'll say I'm plant-based. Okay. So. There you go. Just want to throw out that disclaimer to everybody before I start getting stuff in the mail. No, I'm just joking. Um, let's see. And Lonnie, you're here. I got to send out a quick shout out to Lonnie um, for the introduction yesterday. So, you know what? When people support you, and I appreciate that, uh, uh, Lonnie supports me. I mean, he, he, he's gone from LinkedIn over here to YouTube as well as, as Dylan but um, Lonnie introduced me to somebody yesterday that I thought was it was great. Um, so Lonnie, so for people that don't know, Lonnie is a housekeeping consultant for AMEC Group, A-M-E-K. <clears throat> so they're, um, let me see, hold on, hold on, hold on. So AMEC Group is a hotel consultancy management development. So they do hotel consulting, they do management of hotels, and they help you in developing. So they go from A to Z, right? So they go from boutique to large hotels. They go from a, from a concept or an idea to completion, right? So not many companies do management and development, okay? Either you do one or the other, okay? Well, this particular group does, they do all of it, right? So I happened to meet with Mr. Luis uh, Galati. He's a co-CEO of the AMEC group. Had a great conversation with him yesterday. Uh, we just kind of, you know, what he did, what I do, my experience, his experience, things like that. So um, it was great. So and and but I never would have met him without Lonnie, right? So Lonnie uh, set up a a, um, a Zoom call for us yesterday, yesterday morning. So um, so it was great meeting, and he went through his whole thing. It's probably it was probably thirty minutes or so that we talked, right? And and we may not, and this is the thing, right? We may not do business together. We may not ever talk to him again, right? But this is the thing. It was someone new that I didn't know, right? And we only got to know him. I, we only got to know each other is because the connection between Lonnie, Lonnie and myself and then uh, Mr. Luis and Lonnie, okay? So that was the connection Lonnie brought us together. Um, and I can always say now, I say, oh, yeah, I know AMEC Group. And, of course, now I'm talking about it on, on this show, right? So I just think it's important that, that you know, the connections that we have, um, you never know where they're going to lead, right? So it's important to have those connections. It's important 
uh, to talk about it. And, and he was his willingness to come on and just to talk to me about what he was doing. Um, I mean, that's great. So I appreciate uh, Luis for coming on or I mean, do, for doing the zoom yesterday and talking to me and I appreciate Lonnie for introducing us. So like I said, it, this can go no further. I, I, I doubt that it will. I'm sure it's going to go further than that, but it's just a new connection, right? It's, it's someone else that I knew that I did not know before and vice versa for him as well. I mean, he didn't know me before uh, and now he knows me. So, so there you go. So that's what it's all about. And it all became, it all came possible because of the relationship that I have with Lonnie. Okay. Lonnie's been on my show. Lonnie's been supporting on air with Russell hotels for a minute now. Right. So that's what it's all about. Right. And it's like one of those like organic relationships, but it started with social media. Right. So for people that don't think, Oh, social media, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're not doing something right. If you think that social media now, there's a bunch of crap with social media. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It always tends, the bad stuff always tends to rise to the top for whatever reason. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff that goes on as well, especially if you're trying to build a brand and things like that. Um, and like I said, I never would have met, I never would have met Lonnie. I wouldn't know Dylan. I wouldn't have known Mr. Luis uh, Galati either. Okay. Without social media. And there's tons of other people too. I'm just naming these people because they're actually on here now. And I met with Mr. Galati yesterday. So, there you go. So I want to thank Lonnie for that. Appreciate you. And then I see two comments. Uh, one hour. One hour strong. Yeah, I guess it probably was an hour. Yeah, probably was an hour strong yesterday. So thank you. Uh, FYI, you're vegan foodie. I'm a red. <laughs> Lonnie says I'm a vegan foodie and he's a red wine snob. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I understand. And Dylan says, there will be a day when Lonnie writes a book and I'm buying copies. His hospitality tips are illuminating. Yes, 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 yes. Lonnie, and make sure if you guys don't follow Lonnie or Dylan on, on LinkedIn, you definitely need to because Lonnie has been putting up some some interesting things that have to do with housekeeping. You know, some neglect, you know, some things that we tend to neglect. You know, I remember being a... Well, it wasn't necessarily a housekeeping manager, but um, at that time, I was a general manager, okay, or director. So I don't remember what it was. Well, this one particular company that I had that I worked for, I think it was Interstate Hotels at the time. Um, they had this thing called Fresh Eyes, right? It was like a program where uh, a GM, another a GM from another property would come in to say, just to say, I'm the for an example, I'm the GM of this one property a GM from another hotel would come in and we would do walkthroughs, right. Uh, for several days to see, because he had fresh eyes, right. Because sometimes we tend to see the same things over and over again. And we don't, we don't see a problem with them. Like say there's a light out, like a uh, exit light that that's missing a light bulb at the end of the hallway on the second floor that we've been walking by it for months. And we hadn't noticed that that light has been out. But we bring this person in, this this third party who's not familiar with the property at all for his fresh set of eyes. So he or she is walking through here and he or she is, is picking up things that are negligent or deficient with your property that you didn't see because you've been used to seeing it all the time. Right. You, you're used to seeing your property every day, day in and day out. And you forget that. Oh, yeah, there is a light out right there or 
yeah, that carpet is frayed right there, and it's a it's a safety hazard, and we need to you know have that repaired or whatever it is. But but Lonnie is is he's showing some people fresh eyes, right? But this is the thing you have to you have to want to see this stuff too, right? You have to go back to your property and do a walkthrough and and really take a look at what what you're seeing because a lot of times we do suffer from this lack of fresh eye syndrome where we don't see the the deficiencies. We just think everything is, you know, it, it looks good and we look at the surface. We don't really, you know, detail look like like oh my god, that light is out. Because it's actually hard to see some some of these um, exit signs. They have two light bulbs in them, right? And sometimes you don't know notice that only one light bulb is working. So yeah, so fresh eyes is it, it was a great concept that Interstate Hotels had. Hopefully they still have. Well, it's not Interstate now; it's Ambridge. So hopefully they still have that. But anyone that's listening, you know, it 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 sometimes pays you to have someone from the outside, a third party, come out and do a walkthrough through your hotel and, and, and point out any deficiencies that you may have missed. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then what does Dylan says, there may be a day. Oh, he already said that. I already said that. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me scroll down. Dylan, the books will be on the house. That's a promise. Okay. That's when Lonnie writes his book. Okay. So, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that, but thank you so much, Lonnie. And once again, Mr. Luis Galati, I appreciate the time we spent yesterday and, I know that that won't be the last time. I just know that. Okay. So next. Um, was there something else I'm supposed to talk about? Hold on one second. I tend to think there was something else. Maybe not. Okay. So three things that I always talk about that I, this is for me, right? I mean, you want to jump on the bandwagon with me, that's fine. But be intentional, make decisions and take action on what's important to you. Uh, or what's important to me. Number two, be you, be your authentic self, be you, be real. Don't be fake. Okay. You, you darn sure see that I'm not fake, right? I'm here having a good time, right? That's what it's all about. Number three, be represented because my representation matters. Okay. It's important to me that people that look like me, see me. Okay. And hear me to see that they can do this as well. They can have a hospitality talk show or whatever kind of show podcast or whatever you want to call it. Um, or they can have, or they can work within the hospitality space, right? Because we're looking for good people, right? So um, I don't think we do a good enough job of recruiting either. Do we do enough? Do we do a good enough job and letting people know that this is a career option to be in the hospitality space? If that's hotels, if that's restaurants, if that's, you know, front office manager, supervisors, whatever, housekeeping, um, convention services and, you know, sales, catering, you know, a lot of people don't even know what those positions are, what they entail. But if we don't tell people, uh, if we're not happy about what we're doing or excited, who else is going to be excited about it? Right. So sometimes we have to go out of our way and say, Hey, this is what I do. And it's one thing that I did. It was a couple of weeks ago. I posted something and it's on LinkedIn as well as, um, Instagram and probably my other platforms uh, with um, at Russell of hotels. Um, what I put, I, I made a statement um, basically saying, make sure you post what you're, you're, you do, or let, make sure you let people know what you do because we think they know what we do, but they don't. Right. So there's always someone that's like, what does Russell do? 
you know, I see him on these lives or whatever, but what does he really do? Okay. Come on, you know, tell me. So it was important that I did that. And, and it, and it resonated with several other people, right? So several other people, they chimed on it. Like, you're absolutely right. Um, I get this all the time. People don't, people don't know what I do. So thank you. And they started posting things about what they did and um, putting on LinkedIn. So there you go. So I, I always say you, all you need to do is reach one person, right? And I reach, actually reached two people with that, with that post, right? And they took action because they immediately reposted it and changed it around so it it came from them, right? And that Which is great. That's how you should do it. And then Lonnie says, walking the property interior, exterior to include the roof, boiler room, and stairwells is a daily SOP. Yes, it should be a daily SOP. Is it, though, Lonnie? Sometimes... We get so caught up or in doing whatever, and we forget those things, right? We neglect those things, and then we don't remember until someone calls us on, like, "Hey, I was just in your parking lot, and all this stuff was going on," or I was on the, you know, stairwell of the third floor between the third and fourth floor, and and saw this and saw that. So, yeah, we need to get in the habit of that. That's one thing that I did do as a GM. I walked the property. I we had a, a standing meeting with the. It was myself, the GM, the um, chief engineer, and the director of housekeeping. We all walked every morning to make sure there was nothing deficient. And if there was something deficient, they would make sure it would get taken care of. Because you didn't want the next day to roll away when we did this walkthrough again, and I saw the thing that we pointed out. That was not, that would not be not be a good day if that happened two days in a row. And it's still deficient. That that wouldn't be a good thing. So so yeah. So that that should be a daily SOP. Thank you so much for saying that. So once again, be intentional, be you, and be represented. And this one person is being represented. And how to buy a hotel? This Davon Reeves, Miss Davon Reeves, is a thirty-four year old African American young lady that has like three hotels and looking to buy more. And not only looking to buy more, but She's teaching people how to buy a hotel. What kind of concept is that? Who does that, right? Who wants to teach other people to buy hotels? Shouldn't she just be trying to buy them for herself and hold this information in? No, because it's important to her that she's leaving a legacy for people, right? So it's important to her that she's uh, educating as many people as she can to teach them how to buy a hotel because someone taught her or she gleaned enough information from her being an asset manager for years, from what I understand. Um, so she has a blueprint for it, right? Uh, there's no secret sauce or whatever, but there's a blueprint to follow. And she has the blueprint to follow. So check it out. So Google Google Davon Reeves or just how to buy a hotel. And um, it's some interesting information. Just, 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 let's just say you didn't want to buy a hotel, but you just want information about how to do it. I would just buy the book anyway, just so you can see it. Okay. Because there's a lot of good information in there that people don't even think about. So um, it's totally different from managing a hotel because now it's yours. Right. So, <laughs> so it's a little different, but there's ways that you can invest and you don't have to, you can hire a management company, right? Cause some people, oh, I don't want to operate a hotel day to day. Well, no, you don't have to do that. You can actually hire a management company. Most hotels are, are run by management companies. They're not owned or not managed and run, owned and managed. 
there are some that are like that. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of them that are owned by investors and they're managed by management companies. So it teaches you all that stuff. Okay. So way to go, Davon. And every week I'm going to say this. Okay. So I started at the beginning of the year and I'm going to continue every week. I'm going to talk about how to buy a hotel and that you should buy the book. So there you go. Um, who's your best brand advocate? Um, hold on one second before, unfortunately, a lot of properties do not do, do not do such. They don't do what you do. Is that what you're saying, Lonnie? Yeah. I, yes, you're right. And then Lonnie also says the amount of violations within are unreal. Yes, yes, yes. They're yeah. Yeah. I, I walk through hotels now, Lonnie, and, and, Sometimes it's 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 just ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous some of the stuff that you can find. I don't take the pictures like you do, um, but sometimes I will go to a hotel and ride the elevator up, get off on the floor. Now, there's, and of course, these are hotels that don't have the the um, the security on the elevator where you have to have a key to get in there. I mean, there's still a lot of hotels where you can just punch a button and go up, and you can walk the floors right. And just see things, right? Or sometimes I get um, access to some rooms, and maybe somebody is allowing me to to check out the rooms. And what I'll do is I'll take the stairway down, and I'll walk the floors just to see, you know, what I see, right? And sometimes there's things that are deficient that that should not be deficient, right? Like, and what I mean by that, it can be light bulbs that are out, it can be things that are broken. Um, that obviously didn't happen that same day, right? But you do that. Just walk a hotel. You can walk in the public space on the first floor, whatever. You'll find some things. But there's some hotels that are just on it, and, and, and of course, we applaud those. Um, but there's some that, you know, there, there's some stuff that's, that's, that's lagging. But, um, but it, it takes us to, to point these things out to people too, right? So I think it's our responsibility as well is to pull them aside or, or maybe have a little conversation with them. Hey, just so you know, blah, 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 blah. And hopefully they take that as, okay, you're trying to help me out. And some, but sometimes people, they can go South on you. They, people are like, well, what do you, who are you? And why are you telling me this? You know, that kind of stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Okay. Cause that can't happen. All right. So, but anyway, what was I saying now? Who is your best advocate? Is this an easy question? To me, it, it, it's easy, right? Because some people would look at this question like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's my guest to stay here all the time. No, you're your best advocate. Okay. I'm the best advocate for Russell of hotels, right? So, because if I'm not excited about what I do or excited about my brand, how are other people going to be excited about your brand? Okay. Um, like, okay. Say you're trying to, you know, you're recruiting uh, for positions at your hotel and you know you go to a job fair and you're just like oh hi how are you doing yeah um yeah we're looking for this we're looking for that and you know they're just nonchalant or just not really into it not excited enthusiastic well who wants to hire who wants to work for somebody that's doesn't have any energy or lethargic or not really excited about the brand that they're representing they're not even presenting their brand well right so we need to make sure we are excited because we want people to work for us and we want them to be excited. Right. So 
When I ask who's your best brand advocate, that's you. Okay, look in the mirror. That's you. You're the best brand advocate because if you're not excited about your brand, no one else is going to be. I'm sorry. I had to take a drink of water. So there you go. So you are your best brand advocate. How do you increase social media engagement? I mention this every week. And I'm going to continue because I want to make sure you guys understand it. Consistency is one thing. Okay. I, I talk about this all the time where people will call me and say, Hey, I've been posting on this and posting on that and I'm not getting anything. Well, continue to post or let's change it up a little bit. But if you're not getting any engagement or no one's liking whatever you're putting, there's something, there's something that you're not doing right there's something that's not right, or maybe it's just the consistency or the lack of, right? Meaning maybe you just started doing this, you know, is there a, a gauge or, okay, um, well, if you do this two weeks, you're automatically going to get this. I couldn't say that. And no one can say that. Okay. No one can say that everything I post is going to get X amount of views or X amount of likes or X amount of engagements. If they say that, they're peeing on your head and saying it's raining. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard that term before. That's an old Southern term. Okay. So you don't want that, right? So um, just be consistent. Um, if you're doing it for several weeks and you're not getting anything, then it's definitely something that you're that you're putting that's not right. Something that you're uh, some of your verbiage or the pictures or uh, maybe some of them are not working. Okay. Just call me and then we'll talk about it. But um but be consistent. You definitely have to be consistent first. Second thing is value. You got to be adding value to someone, right? So if it's hotels, I mean, what, what about the hotels are you trying to um, um, create value? Is, are they cheaper, less expensive? Are they clean? Are they um, um, easy, accessible? Wh- whatever those things are, you have to make sure people know that. Because you don't know what people want until you put it out there, right? You're never going to figure that out. Right. But you have to put things out there. You have to be you have to do your own market research. I mean, that one thing that I did, um, I was not getting the engagement that I thought I should get. Now, I was getting engagement on LinkedIn. OK, is 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 it as much as I should be getting? I don't think so. So that's why I changed the platform. OK, so that's when I say I'm doing my market research. That's what I mean. I'm doing market research because I want to make sure that um, the people that should be seeing it are seeing what I'm putting out there. So there you go. And I'm going to talk about that a little uh, more in a, in a minute and then authentic, make sure you're being yourself once again, right? You see the theme here, you know, be consistent, be yourself, be real, be authentic, add value. Okay. So like I said, I always say if I couldn't come on here, like, Oh, well now all of a sudden, you know, I'm not laughing. I'm, 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 you know, oh, yes, well, we're going to do this today. And this, people, you guys would be like, what is it? Who is this clown? OK, <laughs> that's not the Russell I know. Right. The Russell I know he's laughing, have a good time. He's giving good information, but he's having a good time doing it. Right. So I would be fake. OK, if I wasn't, you know, laughing and joking or whatever. So there you go. Remember that. OK. OK, so now that you know those three things how to increase social media engagement, what tools would you use to do it? I use IG Reels and I do lives, right? So they support each other. So the IG Reels and the live support this show, right? I don't just rely on the show, which is every Tuesday, 
at one o'clock Pacific Standard Time live on YouTube, right? I don't just rely on that to get the message out. You have to do other things to support these things, right? So the IG Reels supports the lives. The lives support the show. The show supports the reels. And it's just this vicious cycle that keeps going, right? So you can't do one without the other two. At least that's how I, I look at it, right? So if you don't do, if you're not on Instagram, you can use TikTok. TikTok and IG Reels are the same thing. And then uh, YouTube actually has YouTube Shorts where you can pair video with music, Okay, and then you can post those same things onto LinkedIn, onto Facebook. Well, Facebook has a a Reels feature as well. Um, But one thing that I'm finding out, and I mentioned this, I think Dylan knows this as well, is that um, long videos are not accepted or not accepted. Um, They're not you're not going to get the engagement that you think you're going to get on LinkedIn if you're doing live videos, right? You're just not going to get it. In fact, let me click on this next one. And it says, what's going on with LinkedIn? Okay. So before I get to that, um, Dylan says, how was your, oh, I'm going to get to that. Dylan, Dylan is like, he's like, we're almost out of time here. And I need to know about brothers meatballs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to get there. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there, Dylan. Okay, one second. Okay, so what's going on with LinkedIn? So LinkedIn, okay, long videos, LinkedIn doesn't want it. The algorithms don't want it, okay? So they want more um stationary postings, meaning nothing flashy, nothing is is moving. They don't want stationary verbiage right so like this right here says what's going on with linkedin this is long videos sharing links and why did i leave linkedin it just wants that that kind of stuff right so no videos nothing longer let's say nothing longer than a minute okay so i think if you keep it under that it it may be okay but i i if you if you looked at my last postings on linkedin you will see that i think i threw one video in there in the last two weeks uh, other than the show that I was doing on there, right? Because I wasn't getting the engagement. I went from getting, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, to like 10 to 50. Now, when you see that, now you know there's something with the algorithms that's going on, right? And it's not just one algorithm. There's many of them, right? They don't want you to figure this stuff out. So right now, um, long videos, uh, they're not preferred on LinkedIn. You can still do them. But you're not going to get engagement. Okay, so there you go. And meaning it's not going to go out to enough people. Right. It may go to maybe your first level of people. It won't reach the second and third and fourth level of people. So if there's only if it say it went out to 100 people, maybe only 10 people will see it. Right. And maybe five will make a comment or maybe five will click that they liked it. Okay, so there you go. And that's why. If there's buttons on your, if you're watching this, and I'm not sure how, if you can like what I'm saying, you can give thumbs up, hearts, or whatever, those things matter, okay? So if you're listening to the show and there's, like you said, you have the option to to do a thumbs up or a clap, you know, simulation clap or or hearts or whatever, whatever, please do those because those matter, especially on LinkedIn. So if you're doing lives on there, you're encouraged or your audience is encouraged to do that because you get better placement or it goes out to more people. And that's what you want. Right. So, and sharing links is not um, 
preferred either. So if you have a link that you're going to share with your people, oh, there you go. See the thumbs up. So if, if you do the thumbs up, that, that gives, it gives me more cred. That gives me more street cred. Right. So, um, so more people, it will go out to more people, even during the show. If they see a lot of those hearts and thumbs up and, and whatever else it will go out. They um, YouTube will see that and say, Oh, okay. He's getting some engagement. Let's bring more people in. And that's, how, that's basically how it works. Right. So it takes time to figure this stuff out or it takes time for other people to figure out and let me know. So, but my job is to tell other people, right? So that, that could be a reason why uh, we're not getting the engagement. We thought we, we think we should get on LinkedIn. So that's why I jumped ship and came over here for now. Okay. So, um, but yeah, sharing links, um, sharing links is not a good thing before. That's what you, we thought that's what they wanted. But they don't want that anymore. The algorithms don't want you sharing links either. So um, and so it figures everything out. So but anyway, so that's the reason why I left LinkedIn. Who's hiring? And just be patient with me, Dylan. We're going to get to your. What you ask me. Who's hiring real quick? Pacific Hospitality Group. They're looking for a regional director of sales. This is in Santa Ana. Now, mind you, I'm in Southern California. I'm in Los Angeles. So that's why these jobs are Los Angeles or greater L.A. area positions. Pacific Hospitality Group looking for a regional director of sales. And they're working out of their corporate office, which is in Santa Ana, California. Uh, the Pasea Hotel and Spa, which is in Huntington Beach. I love that hotel. And they're looking for a director of business, uh, business transient sales, BT sales. The Sagemont Hotels or Sagemont Hotels. I'm not familiar with them. They're looking for a corporate director of sales and marketing. You'll be based in Irvine, UCLA Conference Center and uh, UCLA Conference Center. They're looking for a conference and catering event manager, and that's in Westwood. Okay, so they're always looking for somebody at UCLA. What's going on over there where they got all this turnover? What is going on? But no, UCLA, they have a great, fantastic um, conference center there. Uh, State of the art. Okay, right on the campus. Uh, L.A. In fact, the who stayed there? Cincinnati, the, the Bengals for Super Bowl, they actually stayed this is where they stayed. Okay, so little inside information. They stayed at the UCLA Conference Center, which is a hotel too. It's like 250 rooms, I believe. So, yeah, so they stayed there. So you guys didn't know that, did you, until I told you. Okay, and then the L.A. Athletic Club, they're looking for a director of finance. Now, the L.A. Athletic Club is actually a hotel. Okay, so they have a the athletic club part, but on top of it, is a hotel, right? Historical. I think that was built in the twenties too, if I'm not mistaken. So they're looking for a director of finance and that is uh, downtown LA. In fact, Terry, what is Terry's last name? Honorado. Honorado. She's a director of sales there. She's been there for like 20 something years. Okay. I've known Terry for probably at least 20 something years. Right. So she's a director of uh, director of sales there. So, if you happen to go there and you're interviewing and Terry is part of the interview process, tell her, you know, Russell of hotels. Okay. Maybe you'll get the job. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, shout out to Terry. Uh, if she, I don't, I'm not sure if she even listens to the show or watches the show, but if anyone that's watching or listening knows Terry Honorado, tell her I said, hello, please. 
It's one of my favorite people. We used to go to, um, um, we used to do monthly in Sacramento when back when I was in hotel sales, director sales or whatever, we would go to the same shows, SGMP, which is a society of government meeting professionals and Cal SAE. We would do all those together. So, so yeah, so that was always, that's always fun. Once a month, you knew that you were going to see certain people. Okay. That was, that was back in the day. Right. I wonder if they still do that. Do they still do SGMP and Cal SAE? I'm not sure. Non-meat eats. So, okay, Dylan, this is you, right? So non-meat eats. So me and JT, I, I can't give him your real name, but you know, JT, we'll just say that. So we go every week to a new vegan spot or a plant-based spot in LA. Now these can either be completely vegan restaurants or they have a lot of vegan options. The Brothers Meatballs on Sunset and Vine in Hollywood. See Hollywood right there? It's right down the street from there. Um, they're actually 100% plant-based, right? So the meatball, oh, my God. I mean, and he had never been there before. I've been there once before, right? So when I told him the meatballs were, uh, they were unreal, okay? He didn't believe it. He's always skeptical about, yeah, yeah, right, okay, yeah, well. So he took one bite, and he got this, um, he got the meatball sandwich. It was a day meatball sandwich. So it had, it had green, um, what do you call it? It had pesto, but it was, the pesto was arugula pesto. Okay. Which I didn't taste, but the way he was talking about it, he, it was, it was the best thing he ever had. Right. He was just, he just took one bite and he was like, Oh my God, he ate this sandwich. I, I would say probably about two minutes. It was gone and we we're ready to go. I'm like, dude, I'm not even finished eating yet. So he had the, the verde, 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 okay, verde, green. Let's just say the green meatball sandwich, if that makes sense. It had a pesto sauce on it, creamy arugula pesto, pesto sauce. And I had the eggplant parmesan sandwich, which I never had because before I just had the meatballs, right? So both were delicious. Both were lit. I recommend it 100%. Go to, if you're ever in Hollywood, Sunset and Vine, okay, Brothers Meatballs. It, but the thing of it is, it opens at 4.30. So don't try to get there at lunch. I'm going to get there early. I'm going to get there at noon. Well, you'll be disappointed because the week before, we are supposed to go there. And I didn't check the time, right? Because it used to open like at 11, right? So uh, it opens at 4.30 now. So just make sure you know that. But it's very good. You would not know it was, if it was, it was vegan. You would not know. You would know the cheese, like for the, the eggplant parmesan sandwich that I had. The cheese tastes like mozzarella cheese, okay? It's all vegan, though, 100%. So you're ever there, check it out. Don't forget to go, okay, next time. I'm not a big, a huge wine <laughs> drinker, but they do have wine. Yes, they do. What's your favorite red wine, Lonnie? I used to like silver oak back in the day, okay? So, um as I was, um, I worked in Sacramento for years, and that's near, you know, Sonoma and Napa, and um, we would have access to all this California wine. It was just ridiculous. Okay, so that's where I, my love for wine came back from when I was in Sacramento. Um, and Silver Oak always, for whatever reason, uh, a Silver Oak 1980, oh, my God, I don't know if it was an 86 it was it was the it was it was so good, but I haven't had wine. I don't think I since I left Sacramento, and that's been 
now 20 years. I'm sure I had some wine since then, but nothing as good as a silver oak. Okay, so there you go. Um, let's see what else. So, so Dylan, you should be happy with that. Okay. And what do I do? People always ask, well, what does this dude do? I'm a brand show off brand show off. What does that mean? It content creator, um, brand, you know, marketing, you know, showing off your brand. Uh, my job is to, you know, make sure you're noticed in this, in these Busy digital streets, okay, because people will get lost in a lot of the stuff, right? You post things, and just just like I mentioned about LinkedIn, how, you know, the algorithms, you know, only support certain things. I help people get through that stuff, right? Because I know, I'm well, I talk to enough people, and I have people on my, you know, in my tribe, in my community that will help me get through some of the stuff because I have this guy who's in Switzerland, but he is a LinkedIn expert. So he's the one that told me all this stuff because he's privy to that information, right? So he's giving me the heads up on a lot of the things for uh, Instagram as well as um, LinkedIn on how to get around some of the stuff and how to still be noticed. So sometimes you have to change up, right? So if you're thinking videos were working, go to still pictures, right? Still pictures with a caption, but the caption has to be dope. It has to be fire. It has to be, you got to make sure you're still following those values, right? You're adding value, you're being consistent, and you're being authentic, right? So you still want to make sure you follow those rules, but the video portion is what the algorithms don't like right now on LinkedIn. So <clears throat> my job is to make sure people, I'm posting things for people or uh, advising people on how to post things. So um, when I say I'm a brand show off, I'm here to show off your brand. Just like what brand am I showing off right now? The Hollywood brand. Hello. It's been there for almost an hour, right? Or it's, or it's an hour. It's two, there's two Oh three now. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, being a brand show off. That's one thing I do. Next thing, hotel site selection. So I, I help companies, organizations with finding the proper hotel for their group. Groups or 10 rooms or more. So, so say if they're planning a corporate retreat or a, um, a conference or a meeting or, you know, anything like that, a family reunion, I've done those. Right. So I assist those companies with that, with, with uh, hotel site selection, looking over their contract, you know, contract negotiation, pricing negotiation, all that kind of stuff, the ins and outs of that stuff, make sure the stuff that's in the contract should be in there because you don't want to sign for something that doesn't apply to your group because a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot of hotels, but there's some hotels that will use a boilerplate contract, which means they're using the same contract for everybody. And they're not taking things out. They're not taking into account that, okay, this is a, this is a social group and anything that's in a social group contract shouldn't be in a corporate group contract. Right? So there's, everything's not interchangeable. Like, okay, well, Everything applies to everything. No, it doesn't, right? So there's certain things in a sales agreement that shouldn't be in there. Well, that's my job to find that thing because I don't want you signing for something that you shouldn't be responsible for, okay? So, and every now and then things get do slip through there and once you sign it, guess what? You're responsible for it, so. And then, of course, I'm a show host on air with Russell of Hotels. Did you know that Russell, on air with Russell of Hotels was one of the top 
30 podcasts for hospitality in 2021? And did you also know that Russell of Hotels is in the top 25 for social as a social media influencer? And that was um, that distinction came from the International Hospitality Institute. So there you go. Contact information. How do you get a hold of me? Um, Russell at RussellofHotels.com is my email. So you can always feel free to you can DM me. You can uh, message me. However you want to get a hold of me, that's up to you. I'll respond. However you, however you get in touch with me, I'll respond the way you want me to respond because that's how it should be. Um, also follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. So make sure you hit the subscription button on here on YouTube. I would appreciate it. And that's what at, uh, uh, I can't even speak at Russell of hotels. One thing I always mention is um, one thing to ask yourself. What is that? It used to be three things, but now it's just one. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? What are you doing? What am I doing to keep my brand relevant? Well, I have on air with Russell of hotels. So I've been talking to you for about an hour and I'm also keeping Hollywood relevant too, because it's right above me. So there you go. See, I'm being a brand show off, not just for me, but for the brand Hollywood. So, so what, yeah, what are you doing? Ask yourself that question. What are you doing to, to keep your brand relevant? Are you coming on on air with Russell of hotels to, to brag about yourself or brag about your brand? You know, you can do that. Um, Let's see. Great, great accomplishments, Russell. You are the real deal. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Lonnie. And then Silver Oak is a, is, is a great way. It's great. My go-to is a juggernaut cab. Okay. 2018. Okay. Oh, Camus. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. Lonnie sharing his favorite wine with me. He's a, he's a, he's a wine snob. Just like I'm a, I'm a nine meat eats foodie. He's a wine snob. <laughs> so there you go. I won't go through the SSI scores today because I'm short on time, but I did get 70 out of hundred. That was the last time I did it. And three P's purpose, passion, and perseverance purpose. Uh, know why you're doing what you do. Um, I just mentioned the reason why I do what I do. Um, you know, I want to, I want I want people to remember who I am to, 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 to stay noticed, to, to be this brand show off. That's some of the purpose and the, and to have this show on air with Russell hotel. So hospitality professionals can make their comments like two gentlemen are doing now, or come on the show, talk about themselves, talk about their brand. Um, and just be being a sounding board for the, for the industry. That's my purpose, right? Uh, passion, either you have it or you don't. And if you don't have passion for what you're doing, you need to, you need to do something else. Okay. Find something else to do. All right. And perseverance. Um, what's the perseverance? Be consistent, continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. Now swerving is something that I talk about here, right? It's not like pivoting as, you know, that's the word that, that overused term, you know, Oh, I pivoted to do this and do that. <laughs> well, smir- swerving is different. Okay. Pivoting is you're already in the mess. Okay. Pivoting. You're okay. You're here. Right. And the mess is all around you. Right. So you just, you know, okay, where do I go? Do I go to here? Do I go to there? Swerving. You see the mess in the horizon and in order to miss it, you swerve around it. Okay. So there's a big difference between pivoting and swerving. Okay. So on air with Russell of hotels or Russell of hotels, he swerves. He doesn't pivot. 
Okay. So, and a lot of people are pivoting. They're just using that word swerving because everyone, everyone else is using it. Okay. So there you go. Um, one more quick. The Agua Hotel, Agua Resort, Nicaragua. Just want to maybe I'll throw a little music on there for you. So we're getting close to the end of the show or actually this I'm on the last slide now. Do you know I go through 27 slides to get to the end of the show? But uh, anyway, and I don't own the rights to that song. So just in case you wanted you thought I did, I don't. Hey, do you guys remember this song? I, I played this song last week. Um, you guys remember that? It's a theme song from this show that used to be called it was called Hotel back in the 80s. Okay. Kind of a, you know, kind of cool little jingle, right? So I found that I was looking, you know, I remember the show, right? It kind of dates me, right? And I said, you know what? I'm going I'm to add this to, the, to my rotation. So <laughs> there you go. But I want to thank you guys for joining on air with Russell Hotels. One last comment. Dylan says, will you have the opportunity to visit them, Russell? Yes. I'm going to see. I'm going to, you know what? Um. Uh, by the end of the year, yes, I, I will definitely be there by the end of the year, at least one time, because I have a group that's interested in going there and they're already committed to going there. But um, I think before they go there, I need to go and check it out myself. Right. So uh, they've invited me to come up. I just have to come up with the dates. So I do have a couple of things that are in the summer for me already that I already planned. But I would say it probably be late summer or early fall. But it will definitely be by the end of the year. So thank you for asking that. So, but thank you guys for joining on air with Russell of Hotels. I do appreciate you guys joining me for this hour and some change. You guys have a great day, great week. It's Taco Tuesday. Have some tacos. Take care. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.